Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> we don't like to hog the mic here at the other stories, so if you've got a voicemail you'd like us to play on the show, you can email it in to kestheeditor at gmail.com and we will play it on the show. For example, we got a message the other day from a fantastic chap from Chicago called Rouge. And he said the following. Hi, uh, Kezzy Editor. My name is Roosh. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and I just happened to find your podcast on uh, Apple iTunes. Um, I'm not really sure why I like it. I just like it because I feel the story's a little bit different, and I've never heard them before. And I do a lot of overtime, and it helps pass the time. It gives gives my office building kind of a spooky vibe, which I like. Thanks again, Rouge. You are seriously a fantastic chap. We look forward to hearing from more of you lovely listeners in the future. Today's episode is One for Sorrow, written and narrated by Alexandra Elroy. On his morning walk, Robert Blythe spots a single magpie perched on the branch of a cherry tree. Robert touches his fingers to his temple and explodes the bird with his mind. That's right. Though he may seem like the most mediocre middle-aged white man you could meet, Robert Blythe has a superpower. The superpower to explode birds with his mind. When Robert first discovered his power over a club sandwich, he was elated. He'd always longed to be a superhero, ever since he was four years old and saw a man in latex and a cape fly into the window of a burning building and exit carrying an old lady. It had been all over the news. 
Ever since then, Robert had felt a connection with that man. Something in his genes that only had to be awakened for him to discover his true potential and be just as cool as the flying granny-saving guy. Then, after years of wishing at long last, something out of this world happened to set Robert apart from the masses too. The dull droves of mediocre people who trawled down the streets in completely unremarkable ways would envy his purpose and recognize him as the leading man he always knew he was. Finally, Robert had proof that he was special. He would save the world from disaster, be the man little boys aspire to be as they clutch action figures in his likeness and dress just like him. He had wiped the bits of chicken, mayo and bread off his face, bought a new sandwich and headed out to explore his gift. He spent the next weeks trying to explode trees, cats, dogs, anything he saw. But nothing would work. Only birds. Slowly, Robert's elation over his ability turned to a bitter resentment. He tried to find some use, any use for his new power. Some way to gain hero status by exploding birds with his mind. But he drew a blank. He thought maybe he could perform it as a magic trick. Pull a dove from his sleeve and detonate it. He might even present it as a miracle and gain a cult of devoted followers. But no, he hated people looking at him. The idea of standing up in front of a crowd filled him with a stifling anxiety. He thought perhaps he could cook a pheasant to perfection and be a gourmet chef. He tried various poultry meats, but they all turned out chewy and charred. Plus, he'd only be able to do scraps. So here he is now. Robert Blythe, bird-exploding man kicking his feet on the curb and absent-mindedly popping pigeons on the pavement. He thinks longingly of that Hitchcock movie he saw the other night, The Birds. He would have killed in that. He fantasizes that a giant eagle attacks the city and terrorizes the populace, snatching babies from prams or whatever. There he'd be, bravely staring down the horrible beast until it detonated and its guts rained down on grateful dames and dancing children. Robert conveniently edited out the baby that the eagle was still supposed to be holding in its talons. Surely he was singled out for some higher purpose and given this power for a reason. It can't just be some genetic flaw. It has to mean something. It couldn't be useless. It's special. He is special. Robert's mental rant is interrupted by a whistle. He looks up and spots some builders having lunch on a low wall and gawking at a lady passing by. Cool, look at that. That's one fine bird, one of the men cries, scratching his belly. Robert looks at the woman and sighs. She's the kind of girl who attracts attention wherever she goes, all legs and hair and fancy, fashiony clothes, beautiful and sexy out of Robert's League in every way. He wishes he could explode her. A thought stirs in his mind. 
would it really be impossible? Surely it's all a question of the mind, he thinks. If I could just convince myself that I'm looking at at a goose or something, surely I could... He stares hard at the woman, squinting until he has a headache. One fine bird, he mumbles. One fine bird, one fine bird, one fine bird. He blinks. I did it. A throb of excitement pulses through his entire body, raising the hairs on his arms and almost lifting him off the ground with glee. Suddenly it all makes sense. He was never meant to be a superhero at all. His destiny is to be a supervillain, the scourge of humanity, sowing panic amongst the quivering town folk until they do his bidding and... Oh. The woman's still there. Robert's face falls as he watches her pat her smoking hood where a feathered trim had caught fire and instantly fizzled out. It hadn't even been a big enough blow to injure her, let alone take off her head or anything like that. Robert guesses that rules out stuffing feathers into safe locks to crack them and steal their contents or anything else criminal he could think of doing. Robert bites his lip as he shuffles past the startled woman, who is angrily accusing the builders of throwing a cigarette at her. She never even notices him. Nobody ever notices him. Perhaps he should go to the zoo and hold the penguins hostage. But anyone could do that, it's not like they're going anywhere. You don't have to be special to do that. So on he walks. By the time he gets home, Robert feels sad and angry and worst of all, average. The canary cage in the corner of the room is starting to smell, its bars caked with a dried brownish-red goo that has little yellow feathers sticking to it. It's true, Robert thinks as he glances over to the carnage. The curse of having power is that you lose those who are dear to you. Several tiny little beaks and claws lie scattered on the bottom of the cage and the floor below it. It was tragic, but Robert had needed the practice. Of course, most people with powers then get awesome experiences in return, like being able to influence people and get anything they want, and be a mysterious lone wolf whom women swoon over because of their tortured mystique. Robert doesn't have a tortured mystique. He just has a miserable face. Women don't go for miserable faces at all. Fat chance of them going for guys who can explode birds with their minds. Robert stares at the wall, the feelings of inadequacy building up inside of him. After a while, he gets up, fetches a knife from the kitchen drawer, and heads up to his bedroom. He pulls the comforter off of his tragic single bed and tears it open. Duck down spills forth from the fabric, billowing up around him. He sits down and starts stuffing the soft, white little bits of fluff in his face, coughing and gagging as he works them down. The feathers dampen on his tongue and turn stringy, the tiny quills scratching his throat and cutting his tongue. Busily he continues to chew, he swallows, and grabs new handfuls of the filling. Then 
when he feels stuffed to the brim. He looks down, touches his fingers to his temple and stares hard at his stomach. At least he'll go out with a bang. After a full minute of nothing happening, he screws up his face and rolls over to the tag at the end of the comforter. Synthetic down. The salesman had lied to him, and he had bought it like the gullible git he is. Robert punches both fists into the comforter and spews up a wave of white mulch, nothing at all like those cartoons where a cat eats a parakeet and burps up some pretty feathers that drift gently down. Robert flails his arms and groans, wanting to throw a tantrum like the ones he produces as a child, but the heavy drowsiness induced by gross overeating engulfs him, and he falls asleep, both filled and covered with fake feather gunk. He dreams of the flying man. The man is flying overhead, his bright yellow suit shining in the sunlight. But instead of going into the building to save the granny, he swoops down to little four-year-old Robert and snatches him up in his arms. As they go higher and higher, Robert laughs and whoops as the man shouts to him, It was always meant to be you, Robert! The burning building lies forgotten in the ever-shrinking landscape below. The screams of the old lady in the window ignored as Robert hugs the superhero tightly. The latex of the man's skin doesn't feel rubbery like he expected. It's a bit scratchy, actually. Robert's eyes widen as the suit starts to sprout a thick plumage. The man raises his eyebrows at Robert's shocked face and opens his beak. What are you doing there, little guy? All of a sudden, he starts writhing in pain as Robert stares at him. Oh God! It hurts so much! Stop it! Please! Stop it! No! The man explodes under Robert's gaze and Robert tumbles, tumbles, tumbles to the ground. Robert wakes up to find the little feathers from the comforter sticking to his skin where the vomit has dried up. He looks like he was tarred and feathered like that lady in the movie Freaks. Altogether not the movie he had hoped to end up in. It's Monday. So Robert showers until he can see all of his own skin again, dresses in his drab brown suit, and heads out to the office to live out the rest of his miserable, mundane little existence that's not in the least bit improved by the power to explode birds with his mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. One for Sorrow was written and narrated by Alexandra Elroy, edited by Carl Hughes with music by JCM Canada and Tom Robson, with extra sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. We're currently reading The Outsider by Stephen King for our Hawk and Readers Book Club, and are just now voting in the next book to read for July. So now is the time to jump on in the book club, which we host on our Facebook group, and you can vote for your favourite book to read, you can read along, you can make friends, and you can be your weird, weird, weird self. So all of this is over on our Facebook group at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Or just go to Facebook and search for Hawk and Cleaver. I'm sure we'll turn up.
Until next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.